Peace Misfits. Today's episode is focused on yoga. So for this week's guided meditation, I want us to focus on pranayama, which is our breath control, by using a technique called Nadi Shodhana, or alternate nostril breathing. This pranayama is one I teach to a lot of my one-on-one students, and we use it right before flowing into our asanas. Some of the benefits of Nadi Shodhana are, it improves respiratory functions, also motor coordination, and it also reduces blood pressure, just to name a few things. Now, if you're seated on your mat, please sit in either easy or lotus pose. Keep your spine long and palms facing up over your knees. If you're seated in a chair, keep your back against it. Again, keeping your spine long, no hunching and palms face up, laying on your thighs. I'd like for you to raise your right hand up to your nose. Lay your thumb gently against your right nostril. Your palm should be open wide, facing left. Slowly bring down your index finger, middle finger, and now your ring finger. With only your pinky finger up, slowly twist your thumb inward, applying pressure to your right nostril. Once your right nostril is closed off, inhale deeply through your left nostril and hold. Slowly place your right pinky finger over your left nostril. And after about three to five seconds, release your right thumb from your right nostril. Now, you'll do the same thing on the opposite side. You'll inhale through your right nostril, place the thumb back down, and after a few seconds, lift your pinky finger and exhale. The amount of times are totally up to you, but allow yourself to be still in this moment. Allow the focus to not be on the world outside of you, but simply on you. I hope this has helped. Thank you for joining me in this guided meditation. And now, let's get healed. Welcome to the healing space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. I am Brandon Harris Williams. I am back. I do first want to start by apologizing to everybody listening and uh, to Raven. Since I was MIA last week, I was feeling uh, down and out. I was sick and shut in. I've been sick and shut in pretty much since then. It's been kind of on and off. I feel better for a little bit. Then there's the day we're going off the worse. Then I feel better for a little bit. Then I feel worse again. It's been like a seesaw kind of a thing. So... Yeah, that's what happened. I was sick. I did not party too hard. I did not stay out too late. I was not, you know, dipping and doing or, you know. <laughs> Come on, dipping and doing. doing. Nasty. You <laughs> know, I was sick and shut in for real. So, yes, that's where I was last week and, you know, pretty much the remainder of the week other than going to work. So, yeah. So, for New Year's Eve, I went to the Escape concert. Um, 
I enjoyed myself. I definitely feel like I got my money's worth. It was just so freaking long. I feel like I should have taken a nap or something <laughs> before I went. Because it was supposed to start at 8. And it did not end until 1 a.m. And that just felt like a whole work shift. I know that's not. But it just felt like a whole whole shift at work. So it was at uh, Phillips Arena. And I didn't realize when I bought my tickets how high up they were. Because I was in the nosebleeds. And that wasn't the best thing. Because I'm scared of heights. So when I first got there, I was like, mm, do I want to go home? Because I really was contemplating. I was like, I'm going to have to sit in this seat and not move until it's over. Like, <laughs> and so I, I didn't like get up and dance or do anything because I, I feel like I was going like, to tumble over and it was going to be the end. Oh, no. So, I mean, I sang along and stuff. And then I got up a few times I had to use the restroom. But I, I wasn't dipping it and doing it. And which... <laughs> kind of sucks because like the dj was like jamming all night and then of course throughout the night they were singing a lot of my favorite songs but i just wasn't able to get up and, and get into it like i wanted to um the show started late well i mean granted concerts usually kind of start late it seems like um but i'm i'm thinking that it went so long because when it was new year's eve so i feel like if it would have ended like right at 12 or a little bit after then maybe it would have felt like folks didn't get a chance to like really celebrate their new year's eve or whatever that's i was thinking why it went over so long but also too i think it started late because there was a lot of traffic um as i was as i was eh, i heard as people were coming in they were saying that it was a lot of traffic trying to get there right so i'm thinking because it didn't get full until like nine thirty, between nine thirty and ten, and it started at eight. Which was, yes. Yeah. Which was great, and I was there by seven twenty. Hey, come on, don't play around. Listen, <laughs> give me there. Especially with but, Atlanta traffic. So, uh, the, listen, listen. <laughs> so, but I'm, I, it was like an accident, or a few other things going on. So you know, there was a Falcons game that was like ending as. Um, it ended around seven ish, right, or seven something. So it's kind of like they were leaving out as folks are coming in. So and it's right next to that stadium is right next to the Phillips Arena, right. So that might have been part of the traffic, but yeah, um, it was five. Ow, Jesus, about to bit my gum off. Oh, take it down. See, must have knew I was about to be shady. Bring it back. <laughs> it was five acts: <laughs> Juice Diaries, Anique, Tamar, Monica, and then Escape. And then Escape brought out Dag on every rapper seem like that ever said Atlanta in a song. <laughs> T.I., Trillville, Crime Mob, Young Jock, and Young Dro. But, which was crazy to me, because I was thinking, I was like, okay, y'all brought out all these people. How long would y'all said really have been? Right. If y'all did not bring out all these people, I was really thinking, I was like, because you really didn't sing that long. So, and y'all not decided to do, not in a bad way, but, I, but if you like really think about it, though, like, Escape has as much music as Tamar Braxton does. Or, well, hell, she actually has more because she has more albums. Right. Which is the shadiest. The truth. Right. And then you got to think about Monica got more music than the two of them put together. So it's like, <laughs> I, I'm happy it kind of filled in their show. But I'm also kind of like, I wonder what they did in other cities. Because I don't know if they brought out rappers in every city or if they brought out local people or what they did. Right. So, but yeah. um, I enjoy every... I do it the main three. I mean, I lie. I'm saying about the first two. Right. Well, no. <laughs> Jules Diary can really sing. I just feel like they don't know their lane yet, and I kind of want them to find it. Right. So, yeah. Um, 
But no, I really enjoyed Tamar. I enjoyed Monica the most. I was happy to see Escape. I didn't love them, but I'm like, okay, this is history because these episodes ain't going to be on stage. They'll be getting together. Candy is <laughs> done with them. So, yeah, the concert was over. I came back home, got in the bed, and then I was in the bed all day Monday. <laughs> when I came back. So, yes, that was my uh, New Year's Eve. I went by myself because my regular little friends ain't want to go with me. So, <laughs> it is what it is. But so, you, yes. you you enjoyed time with yourself, and that's what's up. I did. I did because I don't need no help. Because if you would have gone with friends, they probably would have tried to get you to stand up and dance, and you would have had to hit somebody in their face, you know? They wouldn't even done all that. It wouldn't have been no conversation. I'm not moving. <laughs> I'm not moving. We're not going to be able to do that. No. So, yeah. I'm excited. I feel like the next concert I'm going to is to see my good auntie, Adida. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Start singing. Let's bring it back. Had to bring it back. So yes, that was my New Year's Eve, the Great Escape concert tour, whatever it's called. So yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> with that being said, BHW is back. Uh, for any of you who checked out the Great Escape tour, definitely leave some comments letting us know what you thought about the show. Uh, throughout the show, I'll make sure to remind you guys that you can check us out at thspodcast.com. That's thspodcast.com. Also, you can find us all over social media. Uh, you can find us on Instagram under thspodcast, as well as Twitter underscore thspodcast. And so, yeah, uh, we're going to get into yoga right now because that is what this episode is all about. Yoga, which is my love, my passion. Uh, All of you who are listening, uh, if you know me or if you walk with me on social media are very well aware of this. (laughs) That's the reason why I go by Scorpiogi. I have been practicing yoga since I was 14 years old. And as I... (laughs) You're silly. I think I knew that. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started... You know my memory. Oh, yes. Oh, Gemini. (laughs) Memory shot. Anyway. um, But, yeah. I've been practicing since I was 14. And I've gone in and out, you know. And... I would say probably my, my 30s, I've been more consistent in my 30s than I have at any other point in my life when it comes to yoga. And I went from being a student to being a teacher. And so that worked perfectly with Atlanta. Atlanta played a really big part in, well, I'm sorry, the other way around. Yoga played a really big part in why I wanted to move to Atlanta because the yoga community here is huge. And so I wanted to be a part of that, you know. And I love the journey. I love my practice. I really do. And so, for you, Mr. BHW, have you, have you actually ever taken yoga before? I don't think I've asked you that. I have not. I have not. I was, um, for your birthday weekend, that would have been my first time. But, you know, I had car issues. Right. <laughs> so, no, I have not taken yoga. I thought about it different times. But then, it's the whole, like, fear of embarrassment thing. Or, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Or who will I go with? Right. So kind of psych yourself out before you get there and then it never happens right true and and this is the reason why you know i always let people know that i do private sessions because i get uh i get a mix of the two i get some people excuse me 
I get some people who will feel like they'll be embarrassed in a group. So they'd rather mm-hmm. do private, you know. And then I have some people who would feel comfortable, I mean, who would feel uncomfortable doing private. So they would rather do it as a group. So, you know, it's interesting how you get either or. And <clears throat> being able to do it online with people, there are some people in other cities who feel uncomfortable doing it because they feel like they need that hands-on approach, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where if I'm not doing my posture properly, I would like for you to physically adjust me. While I have some students who I teach online who are very much like, okay, you, you are a great teacher. You know how to verbalize what you need for me to do. And I can adjust myself accordingly because if I don't, you'll correct it, you know? So yeah, it's, it's all according person to person for someone like you. I would just let them know. Well, I mean, you're a making, so it would be online. Cause I doubt you want to drive up here an hour and a half to, <laughs> to have your class with me every week. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah. So if you were online, you know, that that's just, we would, we would go through a process of learning one another and me being able to guide you properly. And I've, I've done that with several people, so it's definitely doable, but the form of yoga that I teach, because there are many different forms, <laughs> the type of yoga that I teach is uh, Ashtanga, and that's actually connected to Vinyasa. Uh, vinyasa is like a continuous flow, you know. Uh, it's, it's connecting all of your asanas or postures together when you're flowing. So you would go from what is commonly known as down dog, you know, that that is a yoga posture that most people are familiar with. When they see it, they know. <laughs> if, if I ask a uh, a novice to yoga, what do you think down dog is? More often than not, they'll get into that pose because that's the pose that everybody knows. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's because of the name or the pose itself because people can make sexual jokes to it. I don't know. <laughs> but that's the one that always stands out when people talk about yoga is down dog. But you would connect from down dog to plank. And most people know what a plank is. And then you would go into what is called Chaturanga Dandasana, which is like a, a low push-up. And then you'll go into Up Dog, which Up Dog is like if you were, if you had straight arms, if your legs were like laying down from your groin down was kind of laying on the floor, but you're from your navel all the way up was up off the ground. You had straight arms pushing you up. Your palms are flat. That's Up Dog. And... Often I tell my students that they can modify things according to where they're comfortable. So just now I was telling you, oh, and also in Up Dog, your feet are laying flat. They're not, your toes aren't, aren't curled under. So I would tell somebody if they want to modify that, because, you know, for some people, they go a little bit further in their practice and they don't have to have their lower body laying down their thighs. don't have to touch the mat when they're doing Down Dog. You can come up so that you're putting more weight onto your toes, you know. And uh, but that's when it gets to a, per- a point where a person is comfortable enough to lay on top of their feet because some people don't feel as though they're strong enough. And I say they don't feel as though they're strong enough because it's all about the mind. And you think you're not, but you are. We're all more capable of being able to do things than we think we can. So those are some of the things that, you know, once I was to have my first class with you as a one on one, I would do as far as working on your breath. And that's one of the things I love about Ashtanga is that it connects the eight limbs. And a lot of people, when they're taking, uh, when they're doing a yoga class, are always concerned about the asanas, about the yoga postures. And when they think of yoga, that's all they assume it is, are just the postures. And that's not true. There's so much more to it, which is the beauty of Ashtanga. So with Ashtanga, you have uh, Yama, you have Niyama, Asana, Pranayama, Pratyahara, Dharana, 
dhyana, and samadhi. And those are the eight limbs that we focus on. And for yama, that's moral codes. For niyama, that's self-purification and study. Asana are your postures, of course. Pranayama is breath control. Pratnayama is withdrawing of the mind from the senses. Dharana is uh, concentration. Dhyana is deep meditation. And samadhi is union with the object or meditation or of meditation. I apologize. And connecting all those, I think, makes it a lot easier for a person to be able to tap into their practice when you understand that when you're coming into it, it's not <clears throat> because what, what I teach my students, one of the things I teach them is to always connect to their breath. And we're do, when you're doing vinyasa, that helps you a lot better because you literally have to inhale and exhale throughout your flow. So you're going from one posture to the next, constantly connecting your breath and your breath and meditation, all of these things intertwine, you know. So when you when you understand that all of it works well together, you don't step into yoga because one of the things that annoys me the most. uh, Well, I won't say annoys me. That's that's not fair to say one of the things that. Well, yeah, I can say that one of the things that annoys me the most about people on the day to day basis is that we don't we don't focus on our breath. And I think the reason why I use the word annoyed annoyed first is because it would make for a, a more calmer world for us to live in. If people connected to their breath more, uh, people get very riled up and very angry and they don't take a moment to just pause and, you know, and mm. j- just in doing that, <laughs> in that moment where I did that, I was able to bring myself down from my annoyance. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's real. And so that's what I teach my students, you know, your inhale and your exhale to, to respect it, to honor it to love your breath instead of going through our day-to-day, which I am definitely guilty of doing. And that's the reason why I'm saying in my 30s, I've gotten so much better. In my 20s, I was so I was I was one of those regular people who was always about shallow, shallow breath, going day-to-day, always, you know, here. Never. And when you get to the point where you can acknowledge that on a day-to-day basis, you'll begin to realize that, where you are as far as your anger and your patience, all of those things, it begins to come down. You're, you're, you're no longer on, you know, 50, 60. You're comfortable at your 10. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is where I am. I'm able to be smooth and chill, you know. Uh, I was having a conversation with one of my friends yesterday via text. And I was telling them, I'm like, you allow people to pull you into their space of chaos too easily, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you get to a point where you honor yourself on a day-to-day basis, you can you no longer allow them to do that. And they see that they don't have that power over you. Uh, with the, the new job that I started, it's interesting because our energy needs to be really, really high in the office. And I have moments where I can be really, really high. I'm naturally a very happy person, but I'm so chill. Like I'm so Zen that (laughs) that I'm like, okay, I I get that. You need for us to, you know, jump up and down and high five each other. But um, I'm kind of more in a, I'm internally there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm jumping up and down a whole lot on the inside. But, (laughs) and for yoga, I'm like, take that energy into your practice. So mentally, you can be in a very calm and chill place, but allow all of that energy, that fire that we have inside of us, put that into your practice. If you're feeling really angry, 
honor your breath and don't allow it to be shallow. Do deep breaths, but then take all of that, that anger and hostility that you have and put it into your flow. Put it into your flow and you'll notice as you're flowing, things begin to wash away. You know, your practice is there to be able to connect you to something deeper. And when you can take that and you can connect it to your breath and connect it to your your meditation and honoring all of those feelings that you have inside and wanting to be better, not wanting to just be left in that dark place, that's when you can get there. That's when you can really tap into your practice because you have a purpose behind it, you know? Uh, and, the, and that's why I talk to people about intentions. What is your intention going to be for this class? What is it that you want to get out of it? It's one thing to practice, which you should always do, but it's another thing where you come to your mat and you say, this is what I want to get out of this flow right now. This is what I need, you know? Like someone like you, who's a writer, you may get to a point where your characters aren't speaking to you. And you're like, okay, I need for us to have a conversation so I can know how to properly tell your story and continue on. Well, you could be at a place where you're like, I'm, I'm not, this is the way I would normally do it. This is how I would get them to start talking to me again, but it's not working. And, I'm sorry, what are you about so, to say? Not to cut you off, though. Something, though, normally when you get a new student, though, is it, what do you, is it initially kind of what do you want overall from me, like from you as a teacher? And then it kind of changes or it adjusts, like session, session to session kind of, like, okay, well, what are you more so for today? If you get what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's it's all according. Like with Kevin, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin has a, a, a pretty clear-cut understanding of what it is that he, want, he wants out of his practice. Now, when mm-hmm. we do our deep meditation and visualization, there can be things that change as far as how he came into the class and how he leaves because of that. But, you know, mm-hmm. he's had an overall goal. You know, like everyone has been able to see on social media his change as far as his weight, as far as his eating habits, all of those things. Uh, actually, I was I have to check it out after the podcast, but I saw that he had posted an article on uh, his website, uh, KevinDwayne.com, where he was talking about yoga. So I have to go and check it out to see what he was saying. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as he stated on the, the outline, the difference that it made for him. So yeah, when, when I have my first class with people, I have a conversation with them about what is their intention? What do they want to get out overall? And then when we come into each class following that, I'll say, what is your specific intention for this class? So like, let's say with you, you may come into the class and say that your overall is that you want your body to be more fit, more toned. You want to be more flexible. So that's your overall goal. That's what I would call, you know, at the beginning of the year, if somebody was to make a plan with uh, for the new year when it comes to yoga, that would be their revolution. But you you come into the class saying, this is what I want. Okay, got you. But, you know, you say this to me in April. When we're doing a class in August, I'm saying to you, what is your intention for this week? Meaning we, we know your overall goal, but this week you may be at a place where you're like, I just want to be able to clear out some of this toxic energy, you know? Um, I want to be able to, yeah, yeah. So that one's week to week. So you have your, your overall goals that you're going for, and then you have your week to week goals, which is why when doing my guided meditation, I talk to people about, you know, removing the, the toxic energy and inhaling light, you know, uh, focusing on, uh, love and kindness and being able to get rid of all of that negative darkness that you have in you. And uh, as I've stated on past episodes with some of my students, like with Kevin, he's chosen to slowly kind of, you know, because he started doing a lot of uh, meditation on his own as well. So he's kind of transitioned more into my light coaching. 
So the beginning of class is him being able to vent and have me as a sounding board, you know, or getting advice if he needs to. So it's kind of gone into that now where he has the, the, the light coach portion and he's kind of gone away from the meditation. Of course, he can always come back to it. But the, the, the light coaching and the conversation and venting now does for him what the meditation was initially doing. So that's why when I talk to my students about the different things that I can offer, that's one of them. You know, you, you can be someone who comes in and you want to be able to have meditation and yoga, or you could decide that the light coaching is what you need more to join in with the yoga. So after you finish venting, then, okay, I didn't really need the guided meditation. I just needed to get shit off my chest. <laughs> and now that I do, let's flow, you know? Uh, so that yeah, it, it definitely changes up according to who the person is. Absolutely. And, and how open you are. You know, so that's the reason why I appreciated what you said about if you, you, you might feel uncomfortable in there with a group because you're far from the first person to say that, you know, so you're definitely not alone. And mm-hmm. it's it's to be respected. It's not a situation where I posted on uh, Facebook earlier today something that was on my spirit. Um, I saw a couple of people on social media uh, shaming people for their, their business practices, you know, and the different ways they go about handling their business because they consider it to be unprofessional compared to what it is they're able to do. And I'm like, why do we shame people in places like that? If you have a business that thrives, you should be doing your part to go out there and teach, you know? Uh, when, when, what is it? When you know better, teach. When you know better, teach. When you, when you know, when, when you know better, when you know, teach. When you get, give. I want to make sure that I'm saying that right for Maya Angelou. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. (laughs) When you learn, teach. When you get, give. My apologies. Yeah. So my my thing is, is that this, the shaming won't make their company any better because you're, you're coming with a bunch of arguments, but you're not giving solutions. You're shaming, but you're not helping to make them better. And by no means am I saying, because I, I loved an episode, uh, of the outline podcast where Kevin was talking about, you know, um, you'll, w- what's the phrase from Khalees? How did it suddenly leave me? I can teach you, but I have to charge. And <laughs> I really appreciated that because that's true. You know, I'm like, when I, when I put up my post on social media, I wasn't saying to people, if you're going to teach people, you should just do it for free. We're all out here, you know, as business owners, we're all out here doing our best to be able to make a buck. Or, or a million. Um, so I definitely understand that. But my thing is, even with that, you know, I, I mentioned on there that people could uh, people could make the option to charge for consulting. And that's still your way of being able to give back to the community, you know. But I, I, I can't get with the, the shaming and the insulting without being solution-based. Because you're a part of the problem if you're not being solution-based. You're not a part of the solution. And so when it it comes to what you were saying as far as being uncomfortable coming into class, we need to be able to make space for you. So it's not a thing where you say that you feel like you'd be uncomfortable. My goal is to find solutions for you. Have a class that is strictly beginners so you don't have to feel like you're coming in there with a bunch of people who are far ahead of you and you feel some type of shame. Or say to you, we can do one-on-ones and you tell me what would make you feel comfortable in the class. Because my thing is you're paying me, you know. You're giving me your hard-earned money for me to be able to give you the results that you want. So I'm going to push you because that's my goal as your coach. But by no means is this about shame or pushing you further than you're ready to go. You feel me? No, I completely get that. And it makes sense. And I think that it's kind of like you're saying, though, that that's 
something that you do, that's the way that you approach it, but that's clearly not the way that everybody else does it either. And I guess that's why, you know, every people, like everybody does business differently and people thrive in different ways or they have, everybody has their own stick or their own kind of, you know, signature thing. But I think, you know, with, with any business, not just with yoga though, if you don't feel welcome or if you don't feel, you know, like you want to come back, then you won't. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's why it's important for us to, to make space for each other. And that's why, you know, with where I am right now, what I'm loving about this year with this, you know, year of the Phoenix is that I'm in a place right now where the, the rise is slowly happening. I came to you. I mean, I came to Atlanta and I was on fire. You know, all these different st- uh, students I began to teach was able to get, you know, my own class in Buckhead. Like everything was looking really great. And then I had to say to myself, maybe you're putting the cart before the horse. <laughs> so it's like, you know, take a little bit of a step back, you know, especially once the universe really began to dig, dig deep into me. Uh, at the end of the year, you know, and I, yeah. I was burnt to a crisp. <laughs> it was like, okay, okay, that was, that I was moving a little too fast. So as I begin to come out of the ashes and I'm beginning to rise again, the whole goal is now is this conversation that you and I are having. What I've been able to do when I, what I was able to do for that class that I had in Buckhead, what I'm able to do for my one-on-one students, I want to be able to make on a bigger scale. Cause like you said, all of us don't teach the same. And I, I really want it to be understood that because what, what you said, I've gotten from a lot of people, you know, um, the whole thing of feeling uncomfortable when it comes to being able to practice. And I want us to be able to get rid of that. I want us to be able to get rid of people feeling like they're going to be judged when they're flowing, because that's the place where you should feel most free. When I do yoga, I feel so free. I get away from all the the judgment and the worries and the stress. And I want that for everybody. I want everybody to be able to feel that. So I'm definitely appreciative that you you mentioned that because I know that there's someone listening to this who feels the same way, you know? Um, no, I completely get that. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and flow into my interview with Mr. Clyde Hampton Jr., Mr. Hamp. Uh, that I conducted about uh, maybe two or three days before New Year's Eve. It may have been like one or two days before New Year's Eve. But uh, but yeah, so I want you guys to check that out. And as I said before, you can uh, find out about all of our episodes and also check out some articles from the Love Movement as well at thspodcast.com. That's thspodcast.com. Com. And Brandon and I will both be back at the very end to give you some good news. So I think this is the very first healing space that's actually on location. We are coming to you from RDV. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure I'm asking <laughs> our guest today if this is the correct name. And what, what part of Florida is this This again? is in Maitland, Florida. Maitland, Florida. Maitland. Maitland, Florida. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We're on location, so you know I'm feeling real good about that right now. <laughs> so our guest today, you know, I often talk to you guys about being able to meet awesome people of light. You know, spirits that you encounter who are full of positivity and motivation. And this brother is one of those people. I talk about, sadly as well, often finding a lot of elitists 
in the uh, the yoga community, especially, unfortunately, I've met a lot of people of color who have been elitists, who have been very cliquish. This brother is the complete opposite of that. And he and I are blessed to also know a good circle of people who are the exact same way. So I'm really happy these people exist. And out mm -hmm. of that whole circle, he is the first person who has been on the healing space. So everybody, please welcome the one and only Hamp to the healing space. Thank welcome, you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. And thank <laughs> you for knowing me, man. It has been an amazing experience knowing you. And it just has been great learning from you and being inspired by all the things that you've done. So I'm very excited to be here and to be a part of this. Bro, it feels like more than a year, honestly. It like, does. Like, how long have I known it you? It does. It definitely feels like it's been longer than a year at least. Like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, when is it that I came, that we came across each other on social media? I think it happened because of Jeanette, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It definitely was because of Jeanette. It's, you know what? I'm glad I asked her to join my challenge because, like, she's been so special to me. It's, yeah such inspiring and always providing good feedback and, and telling me stuff and, and just, I just love her. That's, that's my sister. Yeah. Shout her. out. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get a little bit closer to the mic for me. Okay. So we can write. <laughs> okay. So talk to me about, first of all, I want to start out with you and well, first of all, break down to everybody what you do as far as wellness. Cause I was about to enter a certain area, mm -hmm. but what is it that you do as far as wellness is concerned? Well, what I like to do is um, I think there's tons of people out there who really want to get into fitness mm -hmm. and, and then they walk into a gym and they don't know, should I do squats? Should I do bench press? Should I do this? And should I do that? Right. And then they go, oh, but I have a bad this. And oh, well, I can't jump like that. And I can't do this. So what I try to do is take the things that I've learned and the practice that I have and introduce people to there's seven billion ways that you can work so many different muscles and there's so many different ways that you can work out and get a good exercise that you don't need to follow along with anything that doesn't fit with you right so I don't want any I, I try to teach that you can love fitness in your own way right you don't have to do what you've seen somebody else do to get those results you can do what somebody else did but if you don't love that you're not going to have the drive and you're not going to have the determination to keep doing it because you keep walking into a house of someone that you don't like it's yeah. always going to be anger and there's always going to be tension towards it because you're forcing yourself through something that you don't like right so you can always find a way to do something that you actually enjoy doing that's fun for you that yet you want to be better at and and still get the same results still get fitness still get you know good tight abs you can tighten up your thighs you don't have to just do squats and stuff like that you can yeah. not downplaying squats in any level Absolutely. but please don't downplay you, squats they're no, amazing yeah but if you if you don't love squats and squats don't love you then there's 7,000 other ways to, Absolutely. to still hit those same muscles and still get that desired look that you're looking for. Absolutely. So I just try to open up people's mind and understand that there's so many different ways to do things. And just because you found one or two different ways that you didn't like, that I don't want that to discourage you from still reaching the goals that you have physically for yourself to look like how you want to look and to, to train your body to the way you want to train it and to be healthy. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the most important thing is to be healthy and be happy and be able to live a healthy lifestyle so that you can be there for your children and their their high school graduations instead of you know in a hospital somewhere getting all kinds of medication and stuff you can be healthy for long terms just by doing the things that you love to do and you don't have to specifically follow along with any of the people who lift extreme amounts of weight or anything like that so right i just want people to know that their options are so endless and 
if you follow me, you'll see every day that I'm trying something new. I'm doing something different <laughs> to really just try to push myself. So Always going in. If you see him on social media, he's always <laughs> putting in work. Always. Okay. So that's where you are now mm-hmm. when it comes to your clients and how you're able to help them with your area of wellness. Mm-hmm. But how did you get there? We all have a story, you know. What is your story? How did you get to your love and your passion for fitness? Well, um... So I've always been into sports. I've always been into running and jumping and competing with other guys and just trying to be better than everybody. And then, um, you know, I, I took an injury uh, a while ago, and and then once I recovered from that injury, once I recovered from that injury, I basically realized that there was limitations that I was going to have for quite some time. Right. So. I didn't want those limitations to limit the fact that I can't do the things that I love to do anymore. So right. I began to research and look into a lot of different types of ways of working out, CrossFit and all those type of things. And then I decided to merge them and say, okay, you can take bits and pieces from this and bits and pieces from this and bits and pieces from this and you can mix it all together. Yeah. And that way you can accomplish these goals that you want to accomplish. And then once you get stronger, then you can, you know, go back and, and still imp- increase it and improve it and, and try harder things. But to start out, there's always something that you can do to hit that muscle. So, yeah. you know, is, to, is that where the hashtag come back better? Comes yes. From? Okay. Always come back better. Always. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically the model that I have right now. Come back better is just basically saying today, this is who you were tomorrow. Come back better. If you go to a job interview and you don't get it, Tomorrow, when you go to a job interview, go back to that job. Go to another job interview better than you were yesterday. Right. If you do go to the job interview and you do get it, the first day when you show up to the job, be better than you were at the job interview. Every day, improve yourself. And the next time you show up to your, your mom's house, to your gym, to work, anywhere you're going, be better than you were yesterday. Improve something about yourself every single day and come back better. That just means everything to me. That's awesomeness. That's awesomeness. Okay, okay. So as far as your your journey, once so you had your injury mm-hmm. and you began to work on your fitness and mm-hmm. you started to come back better. Right. What have been some of the obstacles, just to give the misfits who are listening mm-hmm. an idea of where they can come from, you know? So if you could speak to some of your obstacles after. So this is post-injury. Mm-hmm. Right. What are some of the obstacles that you came across that you had to actually, the hump you had to get over? Um, some of the obstacles are you're going to meet people and you're going to see people who do things that you're inspired by and you're impressed by, um, but those people aren't going to always be polite. They're right. not going to always want to help you. They're not going to always want to give you feedback and information. So um, you definitely have to understand that everybody has their own fitness journey and they're in it for whatever reason they want to be in it for and it may not be to help you. Yeah. And to accept that and move forward is is difficult because sometimes someone being mean to you can discourage you from the entire lifestyle and the entire genre of people. Right. So, you know, definitely overcome the fact that everybody's not going to want to help you. Everybody's not going to help you. Yeah. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and the second obstacle that I, that I think I had was finding where are these people, where are, where are these different workouts? What are my options? Yeah. Um, learning how to research and learning how to find, having resources to be able to find, um, mm-hmm. just, um, waiting for people to, you know, f- reach out to me and say, here's how you can do this. Here's how you can be better at that. Um, because I understand when you do reach out to somebody sometimes and say, here's how you can be better. Sometimes they take offense to that. So Absolutely. that creates a shell for you to say, I'm going to stop helping people because I don't want anybody to have that bounce back towards me. And, right. I, and I understand <laughs> that. But I mean, we can't be like that in advance as a people. Like we, yes. we are definitely a hive minded type of uh, society. And 
we learn from each other because there's not enough lifetime for you to learn everything on your right. own. So your experiences can be lessons for me just as much as they are were lessons for you when you went through them. So my, my biggest obstacle was really just being able to find out there's different ways and different possibilities of doing things instead of just being discouraged from, okay, well, I can't do that, so I'm never going to try it again. Yeah. You know, there's always a, there's, there's people who have different ways of teaching, people who have different ways of showing you how to do things. So, you know, just keep your eyes open and keep your mind open and stay positive. And, and positive people always come to you when you're just a positive person. So. Talk about, listen, listen. Boy. <laughs> there are also, you know, uh, energy vampires as right. well. But, uh, and it's funny, I would say that because real, real quick, just to veer off and we're going to come back to fitness. But talking about energy vampires, I was saying, I think it's like maybe a month or two ago, mm-hmm. I was saying to somebody, because people always like to talk about how energy vampires are sucking the positive out. Right. And I was like, but also keep in mind that they're energy vampires who suck the negative. Right. Because they live off of that as well, right. you know? Yeah. So it's like they're, they're sucking the light out of you, but mm-hmm. there are some who are like, screw the light. Right. <laughs> I want your darkness. Right. Because <laughs> that'll keep me where I'm at, right. you know? Yeah. You, you keep talking about us wanting to always get the positive energy. Energy, but sometimes we just want the negative and that's all that we're going for right you know so it's important to pay attention to all aspects mm-hmm. of people attempting to drain your energy right because there are some people want to keep you in a negative place that's very true so that's what they can feed off that's of very true yeah 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 but uh okay so getting back into fitness what are some of the areas of your body that you like to work on the most what are some of your favorite areas um i really love to do core mm-hmm. core day um i say that and everybody thinks abs but core is between below your shoulders above your knees all that good stuff in there i love to really push my core into to strengthen my core i think strengthening my core strengthens everything mm-hmm. it makes it makes you know your chest stronger it makes your arms stronger it makes you all just you can jump higher like at your core is really where that spring is loaded and it explodes from so you know for me core day is it's extreme for most people most yeah. people say like you have a whole day that's dedicated to just your core but yeah i do and like core is also involved in every other day, but it is only for itself on one day. You know what I mean? So for me, like core day is that's everything. Like I, it, it comes to, it takes too long to come and it goes away too quickly. For me. <laughs> <laughs> so how many times a day? I mean, excuse me. How many times a week do you work out? Um, I work out at least six times a week. Okay. Um, six days a week. Uh, yeah. That's usually twice a day. That's, right. Um, I have. My private med- my private yoga practice in the morning. As um, soon as I get the first moment to myself, mm-hmm. um, I usually meditate first, and then I stretch, and then I'll try to work on some flows or some some poses that I've been working on. Right. Um, and then in the afternoon, I'll go to the gym and I'll lift, and or I'll train on some level, and then I'll go and do more yoga and stretching after that to you know release that tension from all the lifting and the, and the tightening of my muscles. Right. So usually twice a day sometimes three times a day if i have that kind of time but that's very rare right um and about five to six days a week i i I have to get some form of activity um and like i said fitness doesn't necessarily mean i'm at the gym six days a week i could go free running absolutely um i could go rock climbing so i have some friends that that um row boats out in the ucf area sometimes i go rowing with them so Um, sometimes on Saturday I was just going to do something fun, but that's fitness. I may go to, um, rebounders and, and Mm -hmm. just get on the bounce house and just jump around for a while. Ice skating, rollerblading, all that kind of stuff is still fitness. So like that's a, something fun happens on Saturday, but it's, it's, it's my way of when releasing all the harshness of working hard and pushing yourself and lifting until you can't lift and just turning it into something fun where I just had a good day. I had a great time out and I got some exercise. Even if you just go to the park and play basketball, like. 
yeah it's great activity and you had fun today you don't you didn't have to be oh i really killed myself and i'm hurting all over right. no you just went and had some fun today and yeah. that was great so i always fitness six days a week okay so you mentioned earlier about you doing uh yoga mm-hmm. so i was saving that so we could talk about you know everything as far as fitness in the gym and all that stuff and mm-hmm. then flowing haha <laughs> flowing into yoga so when were you first introduced to yoga? Um, I was introduced to yoga about just over two and a half years ago. Okay. Um, I have a friend uh, who is actually my business partner right now. Um, if, if not Richie, he's an American Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. He'd always be in the gym doing, uh, he'd always be in the gym doing handstands. And whenever I would see him doing handstands, you know, I would always think it was so cool. And then one day, like, I just got to the point where I was like, I want to learn to do that. I'm going to figure out how to do handstands. So I started doing handstands, and then I realized that I could I could kind of do a handstand a little bit. Right. And then I decided, well, I'm going to reach out to people who are typically known for doing handstands. So I started reaching out to dancers and, and people who do calisthenics and stuff like that. And it kind of forced me and just kept pushing me to other people, other people, and other people, and other people giving advice and tips and things how to do this. And then I found yoga. And yoga does not allow you to walk away. Listen. So, listen. So, Let's be really clear about that. So, like, I, I found yoga. I met a yogi. And, like, I think he tricked me into yoga, basically. What really? He, yeah. What he, what he did was he... He was like, well, you could do handstands, but let me show you how to do this. And that'll improve this, which will help you with this. Yes. And the next thing you know, you're in pigeon <laughs> trying to learn how to do handstands. <laughs> um, and then I had someone challenge me to say, because I told them I, I tried yoga a few times and it was it was tough. And I was like, but, you know, it's not it's nothing compared to like lifting and training. for Oh, sports you were one like of that. those people. Right. So then she said, I, well, I guarantee people. you, you couldn't take my yoga class and finish it. And I was like, well, that's a challenge. So let's go. <laughs> so I took a class and, you know, I barely finished. Right. I did finish. And then it was, you know, the, the rest is history. Like yoga doesn't let you go. Listen, it does not let you go. If you listen, if, once you fall in love with how it works on your body and how it teaches you about your body and what it teaches you about yourself, you just can't. You there. You never get enough of that journey because there's always more in that cup. You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say that there are people who walk away from it, but it's Mm -hmm. exactly what you just said. Once you fall in love, Mm -hmm. you know, once you understand what it does for you physically, Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, once you make that connection, understand what it does for you, there's no way you can let go. You can't. It's like, what? Like, why would I leave this? It's it's so eye-opening to finding out who you are. Yeah. Do the doors it opens, yeah. you know, like I was talking about on uh, on social media when I posted my nude photos. Mm-hmm. I'm like the, the freedom that yoga has brought to me, mm-hmm. you know, meeting other people who flow naked, right. you know, and how it's just free. It's non-judgmental. Right. It's all about we are community. Right. And once you find that community, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the reason why I speak to the elitist that I found right. because you find that no matter what uh-huh. you know that's in the arts that's in sports you know it doesn't matter you're always going to find those people who are right. we're at this particular level right you're not where we are mm-hmm. so right. so to find people who are like no we are a community right you know we raise each other up mm-hmm. you know absolutely it, it's been a beautiful thing to be able to witness and in your own personal journey mm-hmm. To see where you are when you begin. Mm-hmm. And that's why I get excited with my students. Because right. I'm like, no, don't feel bad. You right. know, people feel bad when they can't do certain poses. Right. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't feel bad. This is exciting. Yeah. To see where you are now and where you're going to go. I always tell people that um, what you can enjoy about not being able to do a pose. Yeah. Is one day you're going to be able to do the pose and you'll never not be able to do the pose again. Listen. You'll never be able to learn this again. This part of your journey is over. It's over. And you can never go back and have that part of your journey again. Listen. So 
appreciate that part Love of your journey. Love where you are right now. You can. I can never learn. Here's how to get into a handstand again. Yes. <laughs> That's never going to happen for me again. I can never go through those trials and those tribulations. Yes. I can never have that moment of I held this handstand for four seconds. Yeah. And come down and dance about that. Right. I can never have <laughs> right. that again. You know what I mean? Not for me. If I hold a handstand in four seconds, that was a failed handstand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, <laughs> you can't go back to that. Enjoy that so much because yeah. it's, it's going to be over one day. And when it's over, it's over. Now, Hamp and I were doing yoga earlier. And uh, it was really cool because, you know, I was able to step into his world and we were just some fitness lifting and everything. Mm -hmm. Then he came into our joint world. I guess both are, you know, I've trained people in fitness. Uh So our joint worlds, you know. So then I taught him when it came to yoga. And when I was doing crow pose and I was in Bikasana, I was pretty much saying what is he saying right now? Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to him and handstands, that's me and Bikasana. Where I lift into it now and it's like, okay, if I can only stay into it for four seconds, there's a problem. (laughs) Like, it's like breathing for me to come into now. Now. So you're right. I'll never have that experience again. And with Bakasna, it really means a lot to me because it was the most difficult pose for me to learn uh-huh. out of the ones that I've done already. Right. Bakasana was difficult and it took me months to get into it. Uh-huh. So it's honestly something I teach all of my students their very first class now. Right. Because, I'm, because it took so long for me, I want to start you now. Right. And for some of them, they can do it the first day. Right. And again, something else I was saying to you during class is that everyone's body is different. Absolutely. So something I want you misfits to hear who are listening right now is that you can't be intimidated by seeing those of us right. who are further along in our practice. Right. Because some of us can't do things that right. you could do your first day. Absolutely. You know, I had some, uh, there were some young sisters who I was uh, teaching in Baltimore mm-hmm. and they could do handstands right. immediately mm-hmm. the first time in class. Right. And I'm like, you can do what now? <laughs> <laughs> they were doing wheel pose their very first time. Right. And I'm like, I have people who have been doing it with me for months uh-huh. who still can't do wheel pose. Right. So it's really all according to who you are, mm-hmm. you know? That's that's definitely true. I, I, I've noticed that you know, there there's people who I have encouraged and I've introduced and, you know, I've said they've, they've doubted whether they were going to continue forth in their yoga journey. And I say, you know, if this is something that you love, keep going, keep going, keep right. going. And now they're doing things that I'm, I'm dreaming about doing. You know what I mean? They, they've, they've surpassed me in some levels and then, yeah. and, and then on other levels, they they still look up to me. So, like, um, your journey is your journey. Your practice is your practice. As much as you put into it, you're going to get out of it. And... Um, if someone can do something that you can't do, it typically just means that they've been practicing that for a while and you haven't. That's the listen, only thing behind what that is. is listen, if you have been practicing that as long as they have, you'd probably be able to do yeah. it too. So that's all you can look at that as is they just practice that more than you. Yeah. And if you want to have that, just start now. And when you get to the date that they're on, you'll probably be at the position that exactly. they're in. So. And it's important to know that because, like, I celebrate you. Mm-hmm. I celebrate Jared. You know, because it's like you guys constantly practice and you have to be willing to admit what it is you constantly practice and what you don't. Right. I practice Picasso like crazy. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I can go into it and just sit like, hey, what's up, everybody? You know, but I don't practice my handstands. Right. So I never get jealous because I'm realistic. Like you just said, I I know what I don't do, you know. (laughs) So it's like I watch you guys and to see you always making videos where you're like, listen, I'm constantly on it. Yeah, I'm on it. And even when the camera isn't on, I'm on it, it, (laughs) you know, so it's like that's why when you watch me you can see the way that i flow so easily into it and what it is i'm still working on Mm -hmm. you know so it's very important for you to be able to be realistic with yourself and admit i'm not working on that that's so that's that's why i'm not there it's not a big deal yeah yeah your practice is your practice follow you know like that may not be for you that may not be something that moves you about yoga like maybe back bends moves you right 
That's fine. Do your thing. Yeah. You enjoy your practice. It's your practice. You can do whatever you want. You can do back bends till your heart can't sing anymore. Right. <laughs> back bend yourself to death, baby. Like if that's what you want to do, it's, it's your practice. You can do it. So okay, what is your favorite asana? Hmm. Does it seem to be a given that it will be handstand or maybe not? Um. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty much handstand. Okay. I think at the end of the day, hand there's. That was my first love. Right. It's still my number one love. Yeah. Um, I still have so much more that I want to get out of it. I still know so many incredible people who do so many incredible handstands, and I still want to accomplish those. So, yeah, I think there's nothing more than I work on than handstands. Yeah. And not just from a getting stronger place. I just um, – it's actually – it's 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 almost like when in the movie when you see you know the athlete going through a situation and then everything slows down. Like when I get into handstand and I'm upside down, like the time stops, all yeah. the sound goes away, all the people, all their problems, all the chatter, all the, the the world and everything is just upside down. And there's nobody but me and sometimes the sky and the clouds. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. Like the earth is gone and I can't even see it. Yeah. So you know what I mean, like. It just takes me away for a minute. And, like, sometimes I come down and I'm dizzy because I was up for so long. Right. And, and, but, like, that moment away, you know, brings you back to what's, what's important, what's reality, what's your reality, and what, what is going to impact your day, what is going to impact your life. That, that, to be able to go away for just that moment in time and, and then come back and say, okay, so realistically I can escape all this. Right. And to have a place to go to, that, yeah, for me, handstands is everything. It's I think that's the reason why, like my my favorite asana is Ekapada Kundinyasana. Okay. And I think the reason why I that's my that one yeah. yeah. <laughs> I meant to teach you that today, but I completely we were we had an awesome we had time. A, we had like, a long like at least two and a half hour session. We went in, <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, it's it's my favorite because I don't know like what you were talking about as far as what you experienced. Mm-hmm. For me, it combines strength. Mm-hmm. and grace you mm-hmm. know and like those things are very important for me and right. balance mm-hmm. so I get to do all of that in one pose yeah and so I, I love the feeling of being able to hold myself up mm-hmm. being able to play with my legs in different ways right. you know tilting myself forward mm-hmm. coming back you know all that kind of stuff I love it so it's like the combination of all of those things I can lose myself as you were saying uh-huh. you know I lose myself in that pose and I can focus my drishti and just go somewhere right. else you Absolutely. know but I'm also so comfortable in it to the point where I could be in it and having a conversation with you yeah and be like yeah so here's what's going on yeah. you know here was my day mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff so it's so much fun for me so yeah 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 I, I love I think it I always tell my students that I think it's important that you have a pose you can connect to mm-hmm. and something that really speaks to you right you know so that that can be something as you do with handstands mm-hmm. where you're constantly practicing it so and I think that's that's something I love that my sensei taught me mm-hmm. is that you're never not practicing as a yogi. Right. So even when it gets to the point where you're considered a yogi master, right. you're still practicing. Right, it never gets to the it point where you're stopped. like, I'm yeah. just great with yeah, everything. I don't have to do this anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only teaching yeah, you. Yeah. I'm going to sit back every yeah, class absolutely. and just be like, okay, go right no, ahead. It's definitely a lifetime practice that it will take to the end of your, to the end of this journey. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully move forward along with your energy, but, um, it, there's no end. Right. It doesn't stop at any point. Like, you constantly grow, you constantly learn, you constantly get better. Yeah. So. Another thing I wanted to speak on really quick is that uh, there are a lot of people who assume that yoga are just asanas. Mm-hmm. But I teach ashtanga. Okay. So, when telling them about ashtanga, I'm like, that alone teaches you that there's more to yoga than right. just poses, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. It's like we go way beyond that. Uh-huh. You know, we have to focus on breath mm-hmm. and meditation uh-huh. and things of that nature. So... 
when it comes to the other areas of yoga, mm. how has that helped you, you know, focusing um, on your breath more? Because in day to day, we don't do that. No. And, you know, when we're doing our practice, it helps us to understand how your inhales and exhales can help you in day to day life. Um, I think the, 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 the thing that I learned first that I didn't know that I was going to learn, like the, the thing that I didn't know existed yeah. is energy, mm-hmm. is, is knowing how other people affect my energy. Absolutely. And knowing how... Being able to identify, oh, you're just in a negative space. Right. And you would just appreciate it if I can come over and hang out with you in your negative space. Dude. So you're not actually attacking me right now. Right. You're trying to pull me into your negative space. Yeah. And I'm not going to allow you to do that because not only is that going to have an impact on this moment of my day, but in a few minutes I'm going to talk to someone about that, which is still impacting Taking, my day. Yep. And now you're gone. You've taken away a moment of my day that you weren't even a part of yeah. because you've brought your energy over to me. And, and who knows how long that's going to drift, how many friends I'm going to have to talk to, how many family members I'm going to have to talk to before that goes away. So, And now what they gave you for, for is, now to, is now affecting others. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So for me to say, I can see that now, stop right now, not letting that in, Right. that, that to me was the most important thing that I learned about yoga, yeah. to be able to seriously identify that's negative. Yeah. And I'm not going to be a part of it. And And... The comfort to be able to say to a friend that I'm not going to be a part of that. Yeah. And, like, I can understand that this may be the end of us. And I'm okay with that because I'm not going to be a part of that. Yeah. You're not going to make that a part of my energy. Our journeys were not meant to be for a lifetime. And if that's the case, that's the case. Absolutely. This is a great place for us to separate because I love you. And yeah. I love everything that all, all of our experience that we've had together has been wonderful. Absolutely. And if this is the point where it's no longer wonderful then this is the point where we separate. Right. So for me, learning that energy exists, energy is real, and people will try to transfer their negative energy onto your positivity as well as your negativity, just as you said before, it was life-changing for me. It yeah. definitely, it it made me forgive my dad for not being there. Talk and, about it. And for not, and, and, and for the things that I went through because he wasn't there. Yeah. It made me realize that, yes, he wasn't there. Yes, he should have been there. Yes, he was supposed to be there because that was his responsibility. But I made decisions. And until I can accept the fact that I made decisions and those decisions caused negativity in my life, I'm still going to keep making negative decisions, bad decisions that cause negativity because I'm still not accepting. I'm still just pointing the finger, waiting on him to come back and fix it. And he doesn't have to fix it because I can fix it because I know better. I know what it is, and I know that it's on me. I know that regardless of the fact that he didn't give me that, um, he didn't give me that lesson, I got the lesson yeah. from yoga. And to ignore that is, is just more harmful to me than anything. So, um, for me, yoga just, just helped me understand that I'm responsible, everything's on me, and when bad things happen to me, I brought them on me. Yeah. And I can, I can sit in that, or I can move through that, um, but I didn't have that mindset before yoga. Come I on. would definitely be willing to blame anybody who... I can understand how in a lot of situations you can see how that can be blamed on him and that can be blamed on him, but yeah. at the end of the day, you allowed him and you allowed her to bring that into your world you should have identified it earlier and there's no reason to be sad about the fact that you didn't identify it earlier because what you can take from this moment is now i know how to identify it and that won't happen to me again it's just a life lesson it's not even really like something that has to set you back just acknowledge the fact that here's something i did that was a mistake and i see why it was a mistake yeah and now that won't happen to me again right it did happen to me before but it won't ever happen to me again yeah. and now you're a better person yeah you 
if you can learn from those type of your own mistakes, yeah, is everything. If you learn can do the work, <laughs> do the work. Like. You can always blame somebody else for yeah, anything that's happening because it's usually other people involved in something that happened to you. But if you take responsibility of it, you fix it immediately once you take responsibility of it because now you know what I can do next time to make sure that doesn't happen to me. You about to make me stand up out of this chair, <laughs> y'all. You about to make me stand up out of this chair. Okay, so. To, uh, to bring everything to an end, I want to talk about your brand. Okay. So if you could let all of our misfits who are listening right now know about your brand and what it is you can offer. So my brand is Right Track Fitness. Basically, um, we have two Ninja Warriors, which is uh, Richie and Michelle. Then we have our power and sports training person, which is Rodney. Um, he does boxing. He does football training. Uh, he's really great with kids. Uh, he's really a positive person and really, really a person that can talk to you about kids. Um, and especially um, in today's world, um, there is not a very strong um, platform for masculine men anymore. Masculine men are constantly being put down um, and, and saying that, you know, you know, you got to care more. You got to be this, you got to be that. But masculine men have a place in society and he is not letting that die. He is going to push that. And, and let, let kids know, let little boys know that if, you know, if you're a softer little boy, then that's fine to be a softer little boy. But if you're a harder little boy, then that's also fine to be a harder little boy. Grow along your own path and, and do your own thing. And he's going to, like, support them and celebrate them and let them know that we appreciate you, too. We don't so just appreciate. So it's pretty much creating balance. Yes. So instead of, because often, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but mm-hmm. I wanted to, because I, I can understand where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. There is important to, and, and. Hamp and I talk about this, the, the importance of balance mm-hmm. and how, you know, we, we live in a society now where it's beautiful that we have so many people right. who are who are defending those of us who are misfits. Right. But on the flip side, right. those of us who are misfits can't now begin to get to the point right. where we're demeaning the other side right. of things. Absolutely. So, you know, it's like it's a wonderful thing where we're now talking about softness right. and how beautiful softness can be. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we now demonize right. the, the harder side right. of things. Right. It's like because if you're masculine, yeah. we can stand next to each other. Right. It Absolutely. Have to be a thing of shame you now. Absolutely. So no. I'm here for that. OK. Yeah. So, Definitely. you know, I, I love the fact that um, he's noticing that there's a weakness in that point and he's not allowing that balance to go away. So as, as a team, we kind of bring all the atmospheres and all the different point of views from fitness, um, and we bring that to you, to, 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 to the people who choose to follow us and to people who choose to be a part of us, and show you that you can do anything. You can, that you can chase any dream. You can reach any goal that you want to reach, and there's always another path to go along it if you just follow us. So Right Track is all about getting on your right track, finding the thing, the avenue and the path that works for you, and getting you on it and, and keeping you going down that path and focusing on your positive light and, and being better about yourself. Just making sure that at the end of the day, you feel like you accomplished things. At the end of the day, you feel like you made yourself better. And at the end of the day, you feel better about yourself. If you feel better about yourself, that's going to leak over into your family. That's going to leak over into you know, your children, your brothers and sisters, your, your relationships. That's going to leak over into everything because there's nothing like positive light walking into your house you know what I'm saying? someone's walking into your house and they're saying oh my god i just had the longest day it was so terrible this went wrong and that went wrong you know you you can repel that for so long but after a while it's going to get to you right it's going to start bothering you you know what i mean so like to to say you went to work to a job that you love to do today and then say after that you went and got some exercise in a way that you love to get exercise and now you just come home in this free spirit and this this great mood and you just kind of want to dance when you walk into the shower right that's going to change your life. That's going to completely do an overturn in your life. And then you're going to start noticing that people aren't as positive as you right. anymore. You're going to notice that people who you thought, I, this used to be my best friend. Me, me and him were 
the closest you could possibly be. But yeah. now I see we were negative together, and I'm not anymore. Listen, and <laughs> that's Ooh, and, boy. And, 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 <laughs> and, and telling him that he's negative is not always going to be easy, and it's not going to be smooth. Sometimes he's going to say, "No, I'm not," and he's going to stay negative, and you can walk away from that. Right. You know what I mean? You have to walk away from that because you can't you can't harbor anybody's negative energy. You can help people who have negative energy because your energy is so positive and so strong that it's not easily affected by negative energy. Right. But the longer you allow it in your circle, the, it's going to take over. It's going to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like negative energy has to be dismissed from your circle in order to to beat it. Like you if you leave it in your circle, it's going to overcome that circle. Absolutely. So Um, Right Track Fitness is just getting people on the the right track, the the track that's meant for them, and introduce you to fitness in your own way and to let you go along that track. Yeah. Okay. So if people want to walk with you on social media, how would they go about doing that? Um, You can always follow Right Track Fitness or Right Track Fitness 4 is on Instagram. So at Right Track Fitness, it is all spelled the way it's supposed to be spelled, 4 is Instagram. And Right Track Fitness is... Um, on Facebook, and then you can follow me as Clyde Hampton Jr. on Facebook, which is mostly um, my fitness and my gym lifestyle and how I incorporate lifting and yoga and blend them together. And then you can follow me on Instagram, which is at HAMP407, and that's just my yoga. That's my practice that I actually started Instagram at my um, my brother Joey told me that I could use Instagram as a free gallery to store my yoga and I can go back and watch my progress. Um, and then it turned into a platform. So right. um, shout out to my brother Joey for creating my yoga platform for me. Uh, he's always been awesome. So like that's definitely a positive energy in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we definitely want to make sure that we have you on the podcast again. Would you be interested? Absolutely. In Anytime. Especially from you, man. Like, dude, like for real, like, yo, on, on everything, I had a private yoga session today from <laughs> from Sensei Raven. Like, turn up, man. Like, I can't even begin to explain to y'all, like, how much I learned today about me, about my practice, about, you know, best practices, new ways of doing things, better ways of doing things, different ways of doing things. You can't learn everything by yourself. You can't. Like, Truth. you can't think about other thought processes that people may have. And yeah. some people are going to have come to a better conclusion faster than you would have come to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to just adopt that now instead of taking another six months to come to right. those conclusions <laughs> is just better. Like, if you don't see it that way, I'm, I don't understand yeah. how else to explain that to you. But, like, to learn from somebody who has gone through yoga along a different path and seen it from a different point of view and decided to share that with me is I'm just incredibly humbled. I, I, can't, I can't begin to say how thankful that I am, that you are a part of my journey and just what you've shared for me. It's the weirdest thing when you're someone who always compliments others. <laughs> so when you get compliments, you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> like he's saying this right now and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, thank you, bro. Like it, it really, really means a lot. And you know, mutual admiration society, mm-hmm. your journey to be able to watch it mm-hmm. and to see where you were and right. to where you are now, mm-hmm. amazing. Seriously. Thank you, man. Seriously. You. It, it is amazing. You guys definitely want to make sure you're walking with him on social media. He does phenomenal things. And to know that he's he's growing, like the fact <laughs> that he can grow from where he is now right. is amazing. So definitely make sure you connect with him on social media. Let him know where you heard him at, you know. And definitely, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. And now Brandon and I are about to go into good news. Hamp, my brother. Namaste. Namaste. Thanks again to Hamp for an awesome interview. That was pretty awesome, wasn't it, BHW? It was definitely dope. I 
really enjoyed it. <laughs> does it make you <laughs> does it make you feel a little bit more like you are you're interested in yoga? Just a little bit more. Yeah, you know, just just a little I'm still a little skeptical, just a little bit, but it's like me being all in my head. It's not it's not like you guys are like scaring me or anything. Right. It's like, <laughs> but like you were saying earlier though, we're capable of more than we think we are. Right. So I'm like, okay, me trying to stretch, like, well, it really gonna work out. <laughs> well, now let's get into some good news. What good news do you have to talk about? <sighs> well, I don't know. I feel like I never have any good news anytime we do this. I feel <laughs> like, let me. I don't have any personal good news because I've been like sick and shut in all week. Okay, but um, but I mean. At least with my sickness, though, I've been, like, gradually feeling better every day, even though it's technically been, like, a different symptom. But, you know, it's, like, has not been as bad as it was. Right. Um, Sterling K. Brown won a Golden Globe last night. Indeed he did. Indeed he did. The Shy premiered um, also last night, finally. So that's good news. Indeed. Um, Yeah. Oh, well, my best friend, Jeanne, is starting a new um, job, so that's good news. Yes, it is. So, so, yes, I think that's all I got. Look at you. Talk about you don't have nothing. You could have just mentioned Jeanne, but that would have been enough. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Always that's in your head, boy. My life. Always in, in that head. Life. Always. Anyway. I think about it after I said those other two, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> which is shade because she's closer to you than sterling is but you know anyway that wasn't uh, shade. <laughs> don't do that don't start nine. so my good news is this past week i finally started my nine to five so Amen. yay to that after this long journey uh i am finally at a place where and i mean the the energy in the place is really awesome i think i may have mentioned that on last week's episode uh before i started uh, when I went for my interview and everything, because even in my interview, you know, they took me around to meet everybody and everybody in the office would, had a lot of really, really great energy. Um, mm-hmm. ag- again, you know, I I'm, I'm giving my all to this, but I do believe it's a, a means to an end, uh, because mm-hmm. even though I'm very dedicated to what it is they were doing, I love the people in there. I do understand that with it not being wellness in any sense, it's not my passion. Uh, and where I am in my, my life right now, it doesn't speak exactly to what it is that I want, but you know, one of the things I told myself is that you will give your all to it, especially because of the fact that it really is an awesome environment, you know, an awesome environment with some really, really good people. And I don't know if I've ever had a nine to five where I could really say that about the large majority of the people there. These people here are all really, really nice people. And it's the the age range that uh, all of us are in our twenties and thirties, so that's really cool too, uh, because that's good. yeah, and it's a lot of energy. I mean, I've never been in an office before where people get to work and then you literally everyone comes out into you know a, a common area and we play games and stuff. Like I'm like, what? What adults do? Oh, I mean, well, other than you know, if you're at like maybe Facebook and all those kind of places, they do that Google. So it's like I love that we do that. I, it keeps the morale really, really high. And so, yeah, that's some some great news because it is definitely taking me in the direction that I've wanted to since I've been in this city. 
And so I'm, I'm definitely happy for that. And also some good news for those of you who know about the scandal that's going on with, uh, I was about to say HBO, Lord, what's going on with H&M right now. <laughs> and uh, that hoodie that they have, the little black boy in it that says coolest monkey in the jungle. Well, you know, black people don't play, especially in this day and age where we're real quick, especially because of social media. So the, the, the clap back was swift. And uh, there's a brother who owns uh, a, a brand called uh, King Brand. And if you want to be able to walk with them on uh, Instagram, at least, it's K-I-N-G-B-R-N-D. And he decided to immediately take action. So he created a new picture of the young prince that actually has King across it. And so he took off Coolest Monkey in the Jungle and put King instead. And I just realized that I called him Prince, but that's because of his age. But yes, <laughs> he is he is indeed a king. Um, <laughs> so I loved that. I loved that I saw that he immediately changed it, you know. And I, what I love so much about it is that this young brother, of course, that picture, the original picture is never going anywhere. Again, internet. But now he has another story that can be told. And I love that he and his family now have a new narrative that they can speak of instead of it simply being what H&M ended up doing. And so out of something negative came something positive, came some really, really good news. So I'm happy about that. And if you guys want to be able to see the shirts, I actually did a, a side-by-side on the Instagram page. So again, that's THS Podcast on Instagram, THS Podcast, and you can check out the side-by-side. So that is our good news. We are going to go ahead and uh, let you know where you can walk with us everywhere else. BHW, where can they find you? On Twitter and Instagram at No More Otis. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. all one word, all together mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know what all these mm-hmm's is for. Clear <laughs> <laughs> your throat, drink some water. No, you should be telling yourself that. You drink some water. How about that? Get that stomach together. Now, what? What? That's what I thought. I've been drinking water. That has not helped. <laughs> oh, stop. You make, you make me feel bad. <laughs> like, that's what you get. Your response, to be a your response was supposed to be mean and nasty. It wasn't supposed to be like, no. oh. No, I'm sick and shut in. And you making fun of me. Anyway, you you know I have love for you. Oh, happy moment. Um, you can walk mm. with me on social media at Scorpi Yogi. That's Scorpi Yogi. That's all across all social media. Again, please make sure that if you want to check out any episodes of The Healing Space, you go to www.thspodcast.com and make sure that you give us a listen. You can find THS on Instagram at THS Podcast and at Twitter underscore THS Podcast. Make sure you walk with us. We will absolutely do the same. Next week is all about being black, queer, and unapologetic. We're going to be back with myself, Brandon, as well as our guest, Mike and George. I cannot wait to have this conversation. We're going to have our drinks in our hand and having a good time. You do not want to miss it. Turn it up. <laughs> Yo, come on, drinks. Ready. Bankhead bounce. Drink. Not, did you say bankhead bounce? Yeah. I can't. We're, we're, Atlanta. <laughs> not too much, sir. Not too much. Anyway, <laughs> so, we're going to go now. <laughs> we love you guys. And until next week, namaste. Namaste.